Does it feel like every cycle, every premenstrual phase, you're stuck in the same habits, doing the same things, and it just feels like you're on a hamster wheel that you're just spinning and spinning and spinning. Your mind might be spinning and you don't know how to get off that hamster wheel. You don't know what habits to do, what things to change, how to integrate wellness practices into your life to help manage the anxiety. Oftentimes we are doing things that we don't even know are harming us and are causing the anxiety and the overwhelm to be just further exasperated and keep us trapped in this anxiety roller coaster or anxiety elevator where we're just boom, boom, boom all over the place. So today I'm talking about two things to stop doing in your premenstrual phase when the anxiety is high when you're feeling overwhelmed, when it feels like it's, everything is just all-consuming, the implosion of life is so vivid and real. So two things to stop doing in your premenstrual phase to help ease the anxiety. Okay, let's get into it. Is the anxiety you get the week before your period feeling too much? Are you just wanting more calm and peace in your mind so that you can feel quote-unquote normal again? If this sounds familiar, I'm glad you're here. Welcome to Premenstrual Anxiety Solutions, a holistic and faith-based podcast for women with premenstrual anxiety. I'm Loren, a nurse, reflexologist, Jesus follower, mom, and PMDD warrior. My mission is to help you navigate the turbulence of premenstrual anxiety through things like understanding your cycle, grounding your identity in God, hearing stories from other women, learning nutrition hacks, and so much more, so that you can have more peace and calm in your life. So. If you're ready to get on up from under your duvet, been there, and start this journey together, I encourage you to keep listening. Let's get started. There are habits that we might be finding ourselves doing again and again and again, and we don't maybe realize the harm that they're causing us, the harm that they're causing to our brains, to our bodies, to our capacity to cope and to deal with the anxiety that is coming up because oftentimes we we have the anxiety in our minds in our bodies we feel it the, this, the premenstrual phase comes and if it's already there then we don't want to be topping up with more anxiety and more overwhelm so we want to be avoiding these two things that are going to be causing causing the anxiety to just compound. So what are those two things? So number one is I recommend stop doom scrolling on social media. Stop being all consumed by just scrolling, 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 moving to the next thing, reading all the things. Number two is stop hiding. So let's break those down. So there's so many studies out there about the effects of social media on our brains, how it takes our joy away. It just makes us feel like our lives are crappy and there's nothing good in them. And it's always that the grass is greener on the other side because people can can put whatever pictures they want, make it as glamorous as they want, yet we don't get the inside scoop often into what's going on in their minds, what's going on in their hearts, what's happening behind, behind closed doors. So I encourage you I'm not saying don't go on social media, but it's important to set boundaries for how much and how long you're going on. Because when you're in, in that anxiety storm and you're just feeling like it's, it's spiraling around, 
like I, I know for myself, that's all I've wanted to do. I've just wanted to go sit on the couch or lay on the couch or in my bed, have my phone with me and get that thumb moving up and down. <laughs> and, and it often doesn't help. Like in the moment it feels good. Cause it's just like, Oh, it's an escape. It, it feels, it feels good to, to not have to think about anything, not have responsibilities because often I just, I, I often just felt so paralyzed, paralyzed of like, what do I do next? What is the next thing? And, oh, I have a million things I need to do. Okay, let's just drop them all. Let's just go waste my my time <laughs> on social media. And so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a trap. It's definitely a trap. And I'm not saying not to have things that you're doing that you're taking care of yourself so naps or even like watching a movie or doing something that's going to give you that relaxation and um help you help you chill for a little bit and maybe take your mind off things like I'm not saying it's not this all or nothing thing that you can't do anything that is going to um, fill you up but I think it's really important of what we choose to fill us up and what are we choosing on a regular basis? And often when we when we start noticing those things, we notice what are our crutches are or what are the things, what are our idols? That's probably just a better word to say. What are, what are our idols that we're turning to for comfort and nourishment, whether it's good or bad nourishment? And what are we going to do about it? So in the premenstrual phase, when anxiety is high and that's kind of our first initial instinct is, oh, I just, I just want to zone out. I want to escape. I want to, I want to be on the couch and do nothing. Oh, and here's my phone. Oh, and I just opened Facebook or Instagram and an hour or two later. So that's what, that's my first encouragement is just really be aware of how much time you're spending on social media, especially in that premenstrual phase when you're already vulnerable you're already, your, your heart and your mind is already kind of going all over the place. And as an, one author, John Eldridge, in his book, oh, Taking Control of Your Life, Taking, I'll have to, I'll have to look that up again. Um, I don't remember the name of the book, but he basically talks about how social media, how the internet has become an assault on our brains, on our minds, on our souls, our hearts. And we're not, we weren't created to take in all this information and to um, digest so much in such short periods of time. There's definitely a time and a place for taking information and being prayerful about it and giving it back to God. But oftentimes we just consume and consume and consume and it is an assault on our, on ourselves. So be aware of how much how much social media you're consuming in that week or two before your period when the anxiety is high. And number two is stop hiding. So stop hiding. What does that mean? Oftentimes when you're in the thick of the anxiety, all you want to do is, is hide because your mind is just going in loops. Your, your mind is playing tricks on you. There are intrusive thoughts. You don't know what's real, what's not. And it makes it so hard to want to be with people and to want to connect because that that lie comes again. Of like, oh, I'm crazy. And what if I say something crazy? What if I come across as awkward or weird? Or like, it's almost like the, 
the champagne bottle. You you let out. Someone asks you how you're doing, and then the cork just flies, and then it all comes out. And it's like, oh my goodness, I overshared way too much. And like, yeah, that and maybe you can really relate to that. But I know that's something that's been that's kept me from wanting to connect with people because I just feel like there's just so much in my mind right now and I don't know what's what's up what's down what's real what's not and so I just feel like I have to stay by myself and I think that's an lie from the enemy that's like we need to we need to hide we need to stay safe stay where it's comfortable and so what I encourage you to do is maybe maybe there's capacity for talking with someone going for a walk and sharing every premenstrual phase just sharing lighting the load of your heart and your mind of just what's going on and I think the more you do that the more you're comfortable with it and then suddenly it's not this big champagne bottle or wine bottle whatever you want to call it it's not this there's not this fear behind it of just utter explosion coming out and spilling over onto every single person in your life and you start recognizing the patterns of where your mind goes, what thoughts are coming up, and then you can share that with someone, share, share that someone with in your life. But maybe that feels a little too much at the beginning. And so the next thing would be taking the time to unload what's in your mind and put it somewhere, whether that's journaling or just talking out loud. I've done that many times and it just gets things out of your mind and out of your body. And maybe it's just sitting with God and recognizing that it's, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be enjoyable sitting there because your mind is just going, going off to all the places, but just, just sitting there even for a few minutes, start with that. And then seeing where that goes, seeing where God, where God meets you in that. So yeah, the hiding, the hiding is such a big one because I think when, when we're stuck, stuck in our minds and stuck just with ourselves, that's where all the lies can just percolate and, and really increase. And, and then it goes to the next lie and then it builds up and, and suddenly you're just, you're left with, so much that you're trying to navigate and trying to figure out. So if we can even do bite-sized bits and pieces of sharing or or taking the load off of our hearts and our minds and getting it on paper or just out of your body, I think that will really help. So those are my two suggestions of things to stop doing in the premenstrual phase when you're already feeling anxious, when you're already feeling overwhelmed these are just going to exasperate them. And so the first one, like I said, was stop endlessly scrolling on social media because your heart, your heart doesn't have the capacity for that, especially in this time of the month when you're feeling so overwhelmed and yeah, just feeling like there's so much already to hold and to navigate. And so to think about navigating all these other things that are coming up it might not be the best for your heart in that moment. And then the second one is stop hiding. And that just looks like figuring out what it means to connect with people, to get out and um, to be with people, not be stuck in your mind and in your thoughts on that hamster wheel, 
but figuring out what it looks like to to connect and to build that community. So I, I hope that you can start implementing those two things. It's going to take time to break habits and and move to new habits. But stay tuned for next Monday because I'm going to be sharing two things to start doing in your premenstrual phase when the anxiety is high. Because like I said, if we don't replace that spot where we had the bad habits and the things that have just kept us stuck, we're just going to come back to them. We're going to come back to what's comfortable, what feels safe and secure. So we need to switch out our bad habits for good habits, good habits that are going to nourish us and um, help us feel more grounded. So I kind of alluded to some of them today already, but I got some, some fresh ones for you next week. So come on back next Monday and we'll talk about those. Okay. Have a great day. That's it for today. Thank you so much for being here with me. If you have a friend who would benefit from hearing this episode or podcast, send it their way. And if this helped or encouraged you, I would love it if you left me a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps get this golden information into the right ears and is really the best way for you to say thank you. When you leave me a review, I'll also share it right on the podcast. Lastly, please know that this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of your primary care provider. By listening, you are agreeing to the full disclaimer linked in the show notes. All right, take care, friend.